Hallelujah. Come on, someone say amen before I burst. Amen. Well, it's good to be here again with one of my dearest friends, your pastor. Hey, Victor, my man. Mi panita. I don't know if you're saying Spanish, mi panita. I say that in pure respect and love. Um, I, I get the opportunity to speak all over this country. And, um, you know, you get to go to different, I get to go to different churches and see different styles of ministry and get to meet different pastors and get to know their heart and, you know, um, their vision. And, and uh, you guys have a great man of God here. You, you really, honestly, honestly, you don't really know what you have. I mean, that's the truth. Yes really don't know what you have. I don't know of another pastor in New York City that's more respected than your pastor because what he preaches, he walks. And so, hermano, siempre un placer. I don't try to speak the Spanish too much. I'm a New York Rican. You know, we're the kind of people that mess up the Spanish. You know, instead of saying fire escape, we say fire gay. You know, instead of saying the roof, we say the hoofo. We just bang it up. We mess it up. Uh, just so you know, just a little bit about me. I, I'm, I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker, but I'm a Brooklyn boy. I am I'm a Brooklyn boy. I live in Staten Island, but I'm not from Staten Island. I'm a Brooklyn boy. You know, born and raised in Brooklyn. I have three daughters, three beautiful daughters, 46, 44. Then God has some sense of humor. 15 years later, with another girl. Uh, she's 30. Uh, my wife and I last year celebrated 50 years married. Yeah. How many Puerto Ricans you know that married 50 years? <laughs> when we get to heaven, she's going to live in a mansion. I want to live in the projects, you know? She hung out with me 50 years. Yeah, we married 50 years. I love, I love my wife. I mean, I am stupid in love with my wife. Uh, I have no problem saying it because it's the truth. Now, my youngest girl, Krista, that's her name, Krista, right? Um, when you remember that name because she's not walking with the Lord, okay? Now, you don't need to know what the issue is because it's none of your business, okay? All you know is that she's now walking with the Lord, so when if that name pops in your brain, just lift up before God. I'm like, I'm like the prodigal son's father, waiting at a distance, you know, knowing that she's going to come. Amen? But I also know that there's power in prayer. So everywhere I go, I tell people, pray for my daughter, Krista. You don't need to know what the issue is. God knows what the is issue is. I know what the issue is. Her mom knows what the issue is. All right, so just drop that in your spirit. Um, you know, in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 46, verse 9, it, it reads, um, when the people came before the feast, those who came into the north gate and took out the south gate, and those who came into the south gate and took out the north gate, no one is to return by the gate he entered, but each is to go out the opposite gate. And I said, I'm looking, people are looking at me saying, what in the world does that mean? Right? This morning I woke up, and the first thing I did was I took a shower because the brother is clean. <laughs> All right? I mean, this just doesn't happen. All right? This takes a little time. All right? And um, took a shower, brushed my teeth, you know, kind of got my beard all shaped up, you know. Uh, Went and got my coffee. I'm Puerto Rican, so I drink Butelo. And um, did my devotion, did what I do early in the morning, and then I come down here. A lot of you guys did the similar thing. You know, you woke up this morning, you took a shower, you know, drank the Butelo if you're Puerto Rican. If you're not, you drank what you like. Um, you know, you got yourself together, you came here. And, and you came through that door, and you came in one way. Okay? But anytime. You come to church. Anytime you come to hear the word of God, anytime you come to worship, God's desire always, not sometimes, 
always is that you come in one way, but you leave different. Okay, right. if you're going to come to church and you're going to leave the same way, you might as well have stayed home. Might as well have stayed home and watched some cartoons or something, you know, uh, because it's just a, a waste of time. Anytime I come to church, anytime I come to the presence of God, anytime I come to a place of worship, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you know, I'm not that bright, man, so I don't like to overload my brain, man. You know, I like, I like, if I could grab one thing, if I could grab one thing that pastor said, if I could grab one worship song that will, that, that, that will you know, speak to me, I'm good. I'm good. Amen? Amen? Lord God, we thank you so much for today. Father, I pray that you would speak to me and, and speak clearly, Father, and that everyone that walked in one way will leave differently. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, you saw the video. You know, that's, that's, that's my story. I grew up in a home, Puerto Riqueño. You know, we, you know, seven kids, four girls, three boys. My father was an alcoholic. We live in Dallas. I have a mom every day. beat us all the time. And at an early age, when I went to defend my mother, my parents threw me in the streets. I, li I lived homeless. I used to live in card cardboard boxes. You know? You take a cardboard box and put over the, the train rail because heat would come up and that would keep you warm. You know, if I needed to eat, you know, I would steal. If I needed, you know, a, a coat, I'd go to Delancey Street on Orchard Street, you know, and, and when the lookout wasn't looking out, I'd grab a coat and run. You know, uh, you up in the Orchard Street, everybody, you up in the Orchard Street. What Puerto Rican hasn't been to Orchard Street, man? Come on. <laughs> you know? You know, they snatch pocketbooks. You know, I wait for the ladies to go, to, you know, to, to, the, to the ghetto bank. What's the ghetto bank? Cash checking, right? You know, Hispanics don't, don't go to the bank, they go to cash checking. You know? The way it was. You know, I don't know about the Bronx, but that's the way it was in Brooklyn. You know? And that's, that's, that's my story, you know, that's, and, you know, at the age of, of, uh, of 26, after being on drugs, off drugs, on drugs, off drugs, I got a job in a printing shop, and, and this guy called Otto Lang, 16 employees, all black and Hispanic, and one day they hired this blonde-haired, blue-eyed white boy, he came and told me Jesus loved me. I told him, you're out of your mind. You, you, you ever meet those Christians with that stupid smile? <laughs> Always telling you Jesus loves you, right? A lot of y'all got that stupid smile. <laughs> and you know, it, I, took his, I took his Bible and I took it to the glue machine. I glued it so he couldn't open it. He started a prayer meeting. He started a prayer meeting in our print shop. And a minute before prayer meeting, I went in there and light up two or three joints, smoked the place up. I said, if you're going to talk about Jesus, we all going to get high. <laughs> We're all going to get the munchies, right? See, you laugh, you laugh about that, that must mean... <laughs> Be careful. And, you know, make a long story short, you know, I got strung out, my wife was going to leave me, I called him up, I went to church, and I sat all the way in the back. And I made this deal with God. I said, if you are who they say you are, and you can do what they say you can do, if you get this habit off my back, nobody will serve you like me. And it's been a 40-year journey. And I, I've, I've gone from being a heroin addict, cocaine addict, LSD, drunk, to becoming the chaplain to the New York Yankees. Now, now, you know I'm not that smart. On my best day, I couldn't put that together. That's God. That's God. And, le and let me tell you why. The reason why that's happened it's because I was made for more. Amen. See, I wasn't made to be another Puerto Rican statistic found on the corner with a needle in his arm, OD'd and dead. That's not why God made me. I was made for more. God is always telling me that I'm made for more. There have been ups, there have been downs, there have been trials, there have been tribulations. But I know that I've been made for more. See, in John 16, 33, it says, in this world, we're gonna have tribulations, we're gonna have troubles. See, personally, I'm a little sick and tired of these pastors that tell you and tell me, come on to Jesus, everything's gonna be all right. That's a lie. That, now, for some of you guys that believe it, I hate to pop your bubble, but pop 
You know, it's a lie. You come out to Jesus, everything is not going to be all right. But now I'd rather go to it, I'm going to go to it with him than by myself. Don't get it twisted. Amen? I should have, listen, I should be dead or dying of AIDS or doing life in jail because I was so crazy, it isn't funny. See, to get to the place that we, to, to get to the place that God wants us to get to, we got to have faith. We got to believe God. We got to believe that we were made for more. We're made for by far more than what my, my father says to me that on Wednesday, you never amount to nothing, basura, hijo del diablo. You know, because I grew up in Santeria. You know, my mom and dad, they went to Santeria. La, la brujería was in my house day in and day. La Piritita was there every weekend. You know, you know, praying to Shango and Batalan. You know, I, that's what I grew up in. But the God I serve tells me, Willie, you're special. Amen. And you're made for more. Amen. And guess what? I'm not the only person that's made for more. You're made for more. Yes, you're not made for what you are right now. Hallelujah. Listen, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I'm a Puerto Rican brother from the Bronx, from, from, from Brooklyn. <laughs> Boy, I messed that up. <laughs> I'm a Puerto Rican brother from Brooklyn. They grew up in the projects, okay? Oyendo pela todos los días. I mean, Mariano Rivera is the greatest relief pitcher ever in the history of baseball. The only one ever to go to the Hall of Fame 100%. Listen, I like Jeter, but I was happy he didn't get 100%. That's right. I wanted Mo to be the only one. I spent 18 years in his mansion doing a one-on-one -on -one Bible study. 18 years, ex dofine. I remember five years after I was there, I said, hey, Mo, say thank you, Jesus. He said, why? He said, brother, you're safe. He said, why would I? Man, stop being stubborn. Just say thank you, Jesus. He said, okay, thank you, Jesus. Why would you have me say, thank you, Jesus, that I don't get high no more because I would have robbed you blind, Papa. <laughs> and, bro, Man, there was nothing in there that he bought in John's bargain store. Everything in there was expensive, Pastor. I would have backed up the truck. I robbed that boy blind, man. Oh, yeah. Imagine a guy that was homeless, a guy that lived in cardboard boxes, a guy that was sniffing glue, sniffing Cabona. Smoking pot, drinking Boone Farm apple wine. Don't laugh. Wow. I busted you. Um, you know, dollar nineteen a fifth. All right, doing cocaine, doing heroin. I'm in the greatest relief pitcher ever in the history of baseball. I am mentoring him. And that's God. Why? Why? Because I was made for more. Man, I was made for more. I wasn't made to be the average Regan from New York. You were not made to be the average person. See, because if the Spirit of God lives in you, you're special. Think about what I'm saying. God himself, his Spirit, lives in you if you are a Christian. God himself lives in you. How in the world could you not be special? How in the world can you not accomplish the impossible if the Spirit of God lives in you? The problem is, is that we're just laying back wanting to accept the mediocre. I'm not. I don't know about you, but I'm not. I'm March 23rd, next month, I'll be turning 68. All right? Now, I know I said that, and a couple of y'all said, Dad, that brother looked good for 68, man. Oh, you know, I still got a little something, something, you know. And brother take care of himself. 
right? I'm collecting Social Security. I get my check the 22nd of every month. I told them I don't want no check. I want direct deposit. I don't want that bad boy to bounce. And I'm going to die at 110. I'm going to get all my money. All my money. I'm going to get all my money. And at 68, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied, man, because I was made for more. And my faith level is blowing up. Because nothing's impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. If God could take an ex-dophine, clean him up. And by the way, when I got saved, I never went to school. I couldn't read. I took the GD test six times. They knew me up in there. I would get this, oh, Mr. Alfonso, you back? Yeah, I'm back. What's the problem, man? Bunch of haters? Yeah. I'm back. Up with that. Hating on me like that. I passed it by two points. Hey, the beauty, the beauty in passing it. Listen, the beauty in passing it by two points is that all you need to pass it is by one. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Got my GED, took a whole lot of college correspondence course. You know, I got the equivalence of a master's degree. No. Only God. You know why? Because I was made for more. I was made for more. In Hebrews 11, 1, NIV says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we can't see. I like the Living Bible, Living Translation, excuse me, says faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance about things we cannot see. See, your faith has to kick in, man. To get to the place of more, you gotta have faith. You gotta believe that nothing's impossible with God. There's no limits to where God will take you. Now, you're not gonna do what I do, but I'm not gonna do what you do. That make sense? We cannot allow for anything, any person, any bad news, or any obstacles to get in the way of us getting to the place that we were made for more. Can't. Around a year ago this time, uh, a friend of mine told me about a position on Wall Street. Uh, because I serve as chaplain to the Yankees, I served 22 years as the chaplain to the Brooklyn Nets and seven years to the chaplain of the New York Giants. And, but I also get another position for in between seasons. And a good buddy said, you know, there's a position open. They're looking for a chaplain on Wall Street. Uh, you'll be the chaplain of three brokerage houses. All you do is walk around, and if people want to talk to you, you talk to them. Because Wall Street has gotten a little smart and figure there's so many problems with employees that maybe a chaplain could help them and there'll be less absentees. So I went for the interview. And I got the job. Nice. I, I got the job. And I went for the interview. The guy hired me, pastor, right on the spot. He said, you know, you work with ball players, millionaires. I think you fit right here. And I said to him, you are absolutely right. <laughs> and so the pay was $82,000 a year with all these benefits. And on my way home, I was saying, <laughs> brother got hooked up. <laughs> Praise the Lord, man. Ching, ching. <laughs> right. And so the next day, um, Pastor Todd, Executive Director of Team Challenge in New Jersey called me up and said, can we have breakfast tomorrow? I said, sure. So I want to have breakfast with him. And in the middle of the breakfast, he says, you know, I'm looking for a, 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 a campus pastor to be the chaplain here with these 50 somewhat men. And uh, the pay is, <laughs> 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 is bad. 
And I said to him, well, I don't know, you know, I just got the position on Wall Street and uh, I, I accepted the position. Uh, he said, well, would you pray about it? I said, oh, yeah, I'll pray about it. And in my mind saying, I ain't praying about nothing. <laughs> uh, this, this brother's out of his mind and he thinks that I'm gonna drive an hour and 15 minutes from my house for a quarter or a third of what they offered me on Wall Street. He must be out of his mind, man. But you know, I wanted to be polite. And I went home, and I said, man, this guy's crazy. Got home, told my wife, and she said, well, are you going to pray? Yeah, I'll pray. I started praying, and oh, God. <laughs> I felt God say, you know, I, I want you to take that team challenge, y'all. You know, sometimes when you have, you know, some rice and beans that you let that they aren't that good, they affect your thinking. You know? So I thought maybe with the rice and beans and that I had, that was talking to me instead of God. <laughs> but it was God. And so I turned down that Wall Street job, and I get up every day at 4 o'clock in the morning to, you know, get myself together and have my devotion, bless you, my devotion time, you know, have my time in God's word, my time of prayer, then an hour and 15 minutes to get to Teen Challenge. And I want to tell you something, that I, I never, I can never be more happy. Amen. I can't, you know. Um, God, I felt God say to me, the 40 years that I deposited in you, now I want you to deposit in these guys. So I want you to know that this morning, I have six other guys from Team Challenge here. Stand up, guys. These guys here, you know, have gone through addiction or alcoholism. You know, they come to a program for 12 to 15 months. And, um, I watched them come in, they looked like death. And um, I love them. I'm like a father to them, in some cases like a grandfather to them. Um, I disciple them. And I teach them that they're special. And that there are no limits to where God will take them. I'm one of them. Yes. I'm one of them. Yes. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I didn't go to a prep school. You know, uh, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, from the projects. They was abused. They were stabbed by his father. They was beaten and thrown in the street. Lived in cardboard boxes. Got addicted, but then found Jesus. And Jesus turned it around for me and made me who I am today because I'm a special brother. I was, I was made for more. And these guys here, they're made for more. They're made for more. Right now, Latino. I have good brother Danny. This guy came to the program, man, he was gone. Dude was gone, man. Gone. 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 Today's an apprentice. Today's an apprentice. Today's an apprentice. That's, that's what God does. That's what he does. Because we were, we were made for more. We weren't made, man, just to live our life any old way and, and die. See, you guys are really fortunate. You, you really, honestly, you know, on a, on a real honest note, you really don't understand where you are. You really, honestly, don't understand where God has placed you to come and worship. You really don't, man. And you know, listen, look, look. So that we get it straight. I don't brown nose nobody. 
It, this is brown because I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> okay, I, I don't brown nose no one. If I don't mean it, I ain't gonna say it, man. But you guys have no idea where God has placed you. In this church, here in the Bronx, in this community, under the leadership of this man. You are, you, are, you are totally clueless. Totally clueless, man. Because I traveled this whole country. I've been in thousands of, I've been in churches with 15,000 members, 20,000 members. I turn down more speaking engagement than I take because you got a lot of hustlers out there. And I ain't hitching up my wagon to no hustler. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it, man. If, 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 if you're not a man of righteousness and holiness and character, you and me cannot hook up. You can't hook up. And, and God has placed you in the church here in the Bronx under the leadership of this godly man. Okay? But this godly man can't do it by himself. Okay? Can't. See, I'm going to tell you anything I feel like it. And if you don't like it, too bad. Because I'm not your pastor. I'm leaving. You can get mad if you want. I couldn't care less. Yo me voy. 20 minutos yo echo pie. I'm gone. Man of character. Man of integrity. See, I know that if I hang with him, I don't have to worry about cheating on my wife. Because we don't, we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that. We don't do that. It's not, what, it's not what we do. It's not what we do. I'm leaving Thursday to spring training. This is my 28th year with the Yankees. So on Thursday, I'm leaving the spring training. I get to Florida. I get to Orlando, uh, to uh, Tampa. I rent my car. I drive. And the first appointment I have uh, is with Sanchez, the catcher. No, we're having lunch. And then after I have to have lunch with him later on, I'm meeting with Serrano, okay? And then I can stay in the Four Seasons Hotel. Anyone ever stay in the Four Seasons Hotel? I'm gonna tell you right now, that hotel is the bomb. <laughs> but I've never stayed there. When I'm finished, I get in my car and I drive an hour and 20 minutes to Ocala. I stay with my brother. You know why? <laughs> it's really spiritual. Honestly, it's really spiritual. The woman is just too fine in that hotel. The woman is just too fine, man, and I can't handle it. Whoa, pastor, you're a pastor, yeah, and what's your point? Can't handle it. Can't handle it, man. And I'm not, I'm not about to, after 50 years, and my wife being so faithful to me, I'm not coming home and have to explain to my granddaughter of 14 years that loved me and loved her grandmother, that grandpa went to Tampa and got a little something something and cheated on his grandmother. Ain't happening. Not happening. I mean, it's just not happening, man. Listen, I know what temptation Drag me. Well, wait a minute, you're a pastor, yeah? And what's your point? What's your point? See, that's the problem. You know how you can get in trouble, okay? And you fan that flame. I don't. I extinguish it. So, so I get in my car. I drive an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. I go to Ocala, I stay with my brother, I gotta get up at six in the morning to drive all, but, but the brother's safe. Hallelujah. But I'm safe, man. See, and, and that's, 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 that's your pastor. That's, that's what he does. And that's why we boys, but we're here. We're here. I know that if anywhere I hang with him, they ain't gonna be that. And any way he hang with me, they ain't gonna be that, man. I'm not coming home to explain to my short little Puerto Rican wife <laughs> that I cheated on her. First of all, 
this woman's gonna hurt me bad. Tú sabes lo que es el bochorno. Tú sabes lo que es el bochorno of a 68-year-old man cheating on his wife, man. That's shameful. That's disgraceful. There is no reason for that. None whatsoever. Zero. None. You feel me? None. I'm to honor my wife. I'm to respect her. Ese mi, mi jeva. Mi negrita. So she's white. I'm just saying. See, and because I was made for more, I understand those things. And I know that God holds me accountable to those things. Because he doesn't lift me to the position he's lift me for me to become a mujeriego, they say, right? Spanish. Why I say, listen, my oldest brother, the seven of us, my oldest brother has been married five times and divorced five times. My sister Josie married three times, divorced three times. Then it's me, then my sister Martha divorced two times. My, my, uh, my sister uh, Martha divorced. My sister Carrie, what we call her Mita, because you know us Puerto Ricans, we give each other these crazy names. Mita, Pito, Papa, you know all these crazy names. I'm the only one still married to the same woman. Now, now, listen, listen. I'm not beating up people on people to be divorce. That's not what I'm doing, man. But I, I, I was, Pastor, I was at dinner last year, because I was at the NBA 22 years. I was in the dinner last year with the NBA. They invited me to a dinner. I went to the dinner. And I ran to a good friend. If you follow basketball, you'll know the name, Johnny Newman. He played for the Knicks, superstar, all superstar, okay? He used to come to my chapel. And I was there with my wife. We sat at the same table. It was good to see him. We laughed and everything. On the way out, as I was leaving, he said, Pastor Willie, you got a man? I said, sure. And he whispered in my ear. He's six foot ten. He bent down. He whispered in my ear. He said, Pastor Willie, you're the only man I know that's still with the same woman. talk about a testimony. My testimony is my, the power of my testimony is my faithfulness to my wife. Because, because I, I was made for more, Pastor. And you were made for more. And you were made for more. And the Bible says in Matthew 17, 20, it says because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have the faith of a, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God, man. Nothing. This church here, if, if I come back next year, they would have to break the wall and, and because it's so jam-packed. But guess what? He, can, he can't do that. You know, it's up to you. It's up to you. This is your church. This is your community. This is your pastor. This is the place you come to worship. You know, you were made for more. What's the more that's in you? The more that's in you is to go out there and bring the lost in here. Because it's all about Jesus. It's all, listen, me, you're so young, hallelujah. That's what I am. You know, used to pass by those Pentecostal churches and say, hallelujah, right? And I was a kid, they used to have these, these, the Pentecostal churches, Pastor, right in the neighborhood, go from Pentecostal and you hear him. Alabare, alabare, alabare a mi Señor. Oh, that's all, man. And we used to take, we used to take water balloons and throw it in there. Hallelujah! And they run. Now, if you throw me with a water balloon, we're going to have a problem. You know, because... God's still working with me. <laughs> but, that, but that's who I am. I'm a hallelujah. I make no apologies for it. I'm saved by grace, man. I'm saved by grace. I was made for more. I'm a special brother created by God to do something special for God. But so are you. So 
for you. You weren't made for what you are right now. You were made for way more. Way more. And the enemy will come in and try to rob you. You know, you know the enemy has come in and tried to rob my... Listen, I had to literally go to hell and get her. I had to literally go to hell and get her. And these two dudes told me, you ain't taking her nowhere. And I told them, i kill you both. I mean, being honest. I told them, I'll kill you both. I'll be doing prison ministry. You gonna tell me I'm not gonna get my daughter. Yeah, right. Go ahead. I know how to ask God's forgiveness. You know, the enemy will try all kind of ways to divert you from what God wants you to do. And you keep your eye on the finish line. You were made for more. Have the faith of a mustard seed. You can tell this mountain move from here to there and it'll move. Do you have the faith of a mustard seed for your marriage? For your job? For healing? Three years ago, I had a knee replacement. And it just hadn't worked. I am in, right now as I stand here, that's why I wasn't standing for worship, I'm in deep discomfort. And I've gone to every doctor, done everything, been prayed over, and this thing, this, tomorrow I have an appointment with the best doctor for this in the world. Thank God for the NBA and Major League Baseball. You wait three years to see this guy. I'm gonna see him tomorrow at 9.15. See, because God could reach his hand down from heaven and touch me, yes. But God has also given doctors the wisdom to bring healing to you too. Amen. That doesn't take away from God because it all belongs to God. But I've been praying for this for three years. And I've never missed a day's work. Because you know the bank, they want the mortgage. They don't care your knee hurt. You know, they don't care your knee hurt. And you know, and you know why my knee hurts? My knee hurts because I refuse to take any kind of medication that's going to dope me up. That's why. Because there's something in my brain from drugs that went to sleep. And if I start taking these pills, it's going to wake that up. And instead of being the path of the team challenge, I'm going to be a resident of the team challenge. Right? And, I, and I'm trying to be a testimony to these guys. You know, I'm trying to be a testimony to them, man. You got to do what you got to do. You know, when I was growing up, they were saying, only the strong survive. So as I stand here, I'm in discomfort. But I haven't missed a beat. <clears throat> How about your children? Are you praying for your children? To make sure that they were made for more. For this church, everyone in this church is gifted. You have gifts and you have talents. Are you using it for the glory of God? Are you a Sunday school teacher? Do you come to church and sit and after the service you leave and that's it? Shame on you. How about picking up a broom and cleaning this place? How about picking up a sponge and cleaning the bathroom? I've done it. I've done it. And like I got saved, I have to clean the toilets. We got a kid, Danny, in Team Challenge that does all the laundry. He takes all these guys' drawers and everything and washes them. You know how God's building that kid up, man? Everybody say, I don't want to do that work. Man, my man's going to get highly blessed for doing that. We volunteer, we volunteer on Saturday to come here and clean the place up and get the vacuum and vacuum the, the, the chairs so when people come, they're nice and clean, they can sit down. You know, are you doing something? Something. Or do you just come on Sunday, you sit and you leave? If that's what you do, shame on you, man. And you know why I say that? I say that because you're never going to get to the place where God wants you to get to if that's, if that's what you do. But if you start serving God, He'll blow you up. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. 
He'll blow you up, man. He'll take you to places you've never been. I, I live a fantasy. I'm going to spring training on Thursday. I'll be with Sanchez. He is the franchise player for the Yankees today, the Dominicanos. <coughs> the only thing I told him, I don't eat mango, I eat mofongo. <laughs> no? No, I like mango. I do, I, I really enjoy it. Some salami and some eggs. Oh, guys, listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to get you to a place that you understand that you were made for more, that you're special. Listen, 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 listen. You're special, created by God. You do something special for God. My man, that only you could do it. No one could do it but you. No one could do it for you. My man, I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you, you're a special man created by God to do something special for God that only you could do. But you gotta get with the program. For 30 seconds. 30 seconds. You, lost, you just lost 10. People say that about you know that about Brooklyn people. That's a lie, man. It's just a straight up lie, my man. You know, young young brother like you, man. You know, you know what God will do with you, man. Are you crazy? Are you nuts, man? Who take you? He'll, he'll blow you up. He'll blow you up, man. You know, I get listen. I I get in planes. I get in planes. The planes I get into is not the plane we get into. You get in, you make a right. It's a living room. You get to the middle of the plane, and there's a chef. They're not giving pretzels out. That's a chef. He says, Reverend, what would you like to eat? You get to the back of the plane, it's a hundred reclining seats. Where in my wildest dream when I was living in a living in a cardboard box did I think that would happen? When I was shooting dope and sniffing glue and sniffing kabona, when did I think that was gonna happen? But God, why? Because I'm a special dude. Created by God to do something special for God. Just like you, my man. Listen, I don't care how young you are, how old you are. I'm not saying you're old, right? But you're a special brother. My man, you're a special brother, man. Created by God to do something special that only you could do. Now, you can't say to me you're lying because I'm living it. I got you there. Oh, you lying? No, I'm not. I'm going to spring training Thursday. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. All these ladies that are here, man, God needs you. Needs you. You older women that love God, these younger ladies need you to be an example to them, to be a testimony to them how, should they, how they should conduct themselves, how they should live. You know, if you're not married, if you're not married, you know, wait on God for a man. Wait on God for a woman. Because God don't give bronze and silver. God gives gold. I, 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 always, I always give that analogy because when athletes go to the Olympics, they go for what? To win gold, right? If, if I'm an athlete and I tell my coach, oh, we're going to Olympics to win bronze, don't throw me off the team. If you get bronze or silver for a mate, you pick that, not God. And if you've been picking bronze or silver, stop. Ah, wait for the gold. God is the best. Listen, I tell these guys all the time, all the time, finish the program, finish the program, finish the program. After they finish the program, they can stay six more months, live there. I help them get a job. Then I go to the bank with them, get a checking account, a savings account, I monitor it because I ain't stupid. I monitor it to make sure they're putting it in there. 
Then after two months, they buy a little hoopsie, right? Gotta start somewhere. You buy a little hoopsie. After you get a little hoopsie, I connect them to a church with a pastor to make sure they're in a good church with a good pastor. I tell the pastor, get them a mentor that they'll be accountable for. And in six months, they can leave and start making life. And one day, they'll be sitting in church waiting for worship to start, and that fine little honey will sit right next to them that God sends for them. See, God can't send them that girl until they get their life straight because God's not going to send that girl for them to mess her up. I'm just saying, if I'm lying, I'm just saying, man, you were made for more. This church was made for more. This church should not stay this way. And the only way to stay this way, if you sit on your backside and do nothing for God. All of your talent, all of your experience, all of the things that this church needs to get to the next place is right here, right now. You just need to get off your backside. Today, you need to come to the pastor and say, what can I do to serve my church? And he was right. Listen, he was right when he was talking about giving. He was right. He was absolutely right. You know, I always tell people that the, the dispute, the, the tithe thing, you know, okay, it's Old Testament. Okay, I agree with you. It's law. I agree with you. New Testament says everything you have belongs to God. So if you, if you cheat, stick with the 10%. <laughs> stick with the 10%. You can never outgive God. I, listen, I don't work for the Yankees. The Yankees don't pay me a dime. I'm a missionary. I got to raise my own support. I don't get a dime. And players can't support me. Okay? I raise my own support. I have certain people that help me raise support. Ten years ago, Pastor, one of my supporters said to me, how come you always live in an apartment? How come you never live in a house? I said, because the brother broke. <laughs> no money. He said, here's $50,000 find a house. I came back to him and said, will you consider paying all my debt and I can save for house. He said, how much you owe? It was 62,000, he paid every dime. Hallelujah. Next year he said, how much you got saved? I said, $15,000. He gave me another 50. Hallelujah. And we bought a house. All right? We had it for 11 years. Three floor, townhouse. But because of my knee, I couldn't go up and down. We bought it for 317. I just sold it for 510. And walked away with $285,000 in equity. Why? Because my wife faithful in our giving. And that's just, all my three girls, my oldest girl has a master's from NYU in communication. My middle girl is a professor of nursing at Wagner College and a maternity nurse at Staten Island University Hospital with a master's degree. And my youngest girl is an EMT rescue. None of them have student loans. We paid it all. How? I don't know. I, I don't know how we did it. I know God provides. They don't have my wife. My wife has a PhD. My wife is way smarter than me. She has a bachelor, a bachelor in social work, a master in psychology, and she has a PhD in psychology. We don't have no student loans. And I'm bringing you something this morning for you to bite into. Yeah. You know why? Because you were made for more. I dare you. I provoke you to get off your backside and start serving this church in some kind of way and be faithful in all the ways of God. And I'll come back in a year from now. If God hasn't hooked you up, I'll hook you up. Now, don't try to hustle me. <laughs> it ain't going to work. Yeah, ask them. Ask them could they hustle me. Can't do it. Been there, done that. Just saying, guys. And that's my word for you today. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. What's your mountain this morning? What's your mountain this morning? What's the mountain this morning you have? Go to God. Go to God. But when you go to God, see, Christianity is a two-way street. 
It's just not God-given. You know, we have the Burger King mentality, we want it our way. No, it's a two-way street. God does what he does, but we got to do what we do. We got to do what we do, man. You know, Pastor Victor and Dara and I, we're good friends because we talk. We know each other. We have a relationship. That's what Christianity is. It's not a religion. I'm not a religious dude. I want nothing to do with religion, man. Religion is man's doing. Christianity is a relationship. Me and Christ, I spoke to him this morning. I read his word this morning. I get to know him day by day by day by day because I have this relationship with him, man. And he directs me. And he opens up doors that no man could close. I am the first Latino senior chaplain in the history of Major League Baseball. The first. Was I thinking that when I was sniffing glue? No. But God. Hey, I couldn't read, right? Couldn't read or write, but I wrote two books. I wrote two books. My life story and a devotion to it. And I just signed a contract to start a third book. That's God. And it's back there. But listen, the reason why I'm saying this is because if you don't have the money for it, I, I'm going to give it to you. You just come up to me and say, you know, give me that look. We know what that look is. I don't know. No embarrassment, right? She just gave me that look. Right? And I, I'll, I'll give it to you. Now, see, I have studied body language for 14 years. I know the look of the hustle. So don't look at me with a hustle to get a freebie, because that ain't going to happen. Just saying, guys. Listen, you were made for more. You were made for so much more. This is a great church. This is a great pastor. The great pastoral staff. You got men here and women here that have been here for over 20 years, faithfully serving God under Pastor Victor's leadership. Come on, man. Get with, get with the program. Get with the program. Just don't come to church on Sunday and sit. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself. God can't take you to where he wants to take you. I'm one of you. I'm, I'm, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. That God decided to take him to a crazy place, man. And I'm here telling you how to get there. It's for you, too. It's for you, too. Just not for me. God wants to blow you up. Because you were made for more. 